that's how you have to be. Nothing interfere with the word because that's the atmosphere of the, of the, of the spirit. You ever, watch, you ever watch Jesus' ministry, man, you'll be able to see that. Let's go to the word today. Uh, I want to go to the book of Ephesians. Now, I want to read this because I want you to know where you are in Christ. The book of Ephesians, chapter number one, uh, which is in my car. Uh, that tape is in my car. and it, When I start my car, Ephesians chapter one will come up. And then chapter two. Then chapter three. Then chapter four, then I back all the way back to one. I just love me some Ephesians. All right. Uh, I'm feeding my spirit, see? Uh, Ephesians chapter number one. Thank you so very much. Uh, and in chapter one, and we're going to start with verse number, I'm sorry. I said verse 15, okay? Let's do that. Ephesians chapter one, verse 15. Now, this, this is... When this chapter started, God was menacing to the Jewish believer until he got to verse number 13, all right? And now he's menacing to the, uh, the church of God. He has a double audience, see, because those people had just come out of Greece, and so now they were, he had to minister to the Grecians, and the Grecians was called the Gentiles, okay? All right, uh, let's move on. Verse 15, wherefore I also, after I heard, now this is what he's talking to the Gentiles, after I heard of your faith, in the Lord Jesus, remember, I gave you that this morning. I won't go back there this morning. After I heard of your faith, watch this, in the Lord Jesus, uh, and love unto all the saints. Those are the two things, all right? You know what your faith is for. You know what your love is for, all right? I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom, and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Remember, there's three what's there. The first one is, what is the hope of his calling? Number two, what is the riches of the glory of his, his inheritance that's in the saints? See, we got to know that because we are partaker of that inheritance. Uh, verse number 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us with? His authority to us what? Who, be, who believe, who, us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. The Holy Spirit, which he wrought in Christ. See, this, this what happened. It was the Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. What did he do in Christ when he raised him from the dead? You were created. See, that's what you got to understand he's telling you. You got to know what happened when, when, in Christ when God raised Jesus from the dead. You were created in Christ. That's when God created us. Uh, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Well, when he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, he set us at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, Every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Thank you, Father, for your blood. And has, past tense, put all things under his feet, gave him to be the head over all things, watch this, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. When you read this out of a, 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 a NLT, for example, it said uh, in, for the benefits, gave all the benefits to the church. And so that's how you got your benefits. Somebody say amen. Now what I want to do now, I want to go to uh, the next portion is that uh, where I got my subject. Now let's go to the gospel of St. Mark. The gospel of St. Mark. This is how I got my, my subject this morning. And we want to go to chapter 5. And we want to go to verse number 24. Now, I'm doing this because I, it's, this is my reading. And then I'm going to get into what, what really happened. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 5, verse 24. I got a lot of words for you, uh, but I, I got to do it properly because I want you to be able to receive from the Lord. Uh, Mark, chapter 5, and verse number 24. Uh, I'm not backing back to ch chapter 4, if you notice. Because Jesus had done some other things when he got here. But down in verse number uh, 24, when Jesus went with him, 
uh, much people followed him and thronged them. Now you got all these people around Jesus, certain women which had an issue of blood. I'm using that. That don't mean the situation. I'm just, I'm, I want to show you something when I go back to Matthew uh, 8, 14 through 17 and Isaiah. That's where we're going to start right after here. Uh, and Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years had suffered many things of the physician. He told you what happened. Number one, he, he, uh, they suffered many things of the physician. Number two, they had spent all that they had. Number three, nothing better. Got, didn't even get any better. And then next, but rather grew worse. That's an awesome thing. You understand when you've been going to a doctor a long time, uh, but they, they didn't get no better. Then in verse 27, when, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press, came behind through the crowd and touched his clothes. And the Bible said she had in her heart what was she was going to do. She told the Lord this. She said, I told you that if I can just touch your clothes, I shall be whole. See, she came and told the Lord what had happened. And the Bible said, and, and then straightway, immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And the Bible said, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. It's an awesome thing when God heals you to increase your faith in that area. He'll let you feel a change. It might not be all the way there, but you feel better. It's like, I can, you know, something happened. That's to increase your faith. All right, you take that a little bit and say, well, hey, I feel better. Keep on with the feeling better. All right, now, and then in the next verse, in verse 30, and immediately what happened with Jesus happened to her. You got to understand that. Immediately, Jesus also knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. The word virtue means dunamis, power, had come out of him. And he turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? He knew that he had been touched also. And then in verse number 31, and his disciples said to him, Master, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? He said, he looked around and seeing her and he saw her. So he knew who it was, who had done this. So the woman came to him fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her body. Remember, she came and she fell down in Jesus' feet and told him all the truth. Now she's going to testify what was wrong with her. And now here's my verse. He said to her, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now I want to read verse 34 like we did this morning because that's my subject. We're going to go to Mark 5, 34 on the screen in the NLT. All right, we're going to read that together. Mark chapter number uh, 5, verse 34 in the NLT, because that is my verse that I want to use for myself. Because this is why God had me to read this between 5.30 and 6 o'clock on the 8th of August. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. So that's the part that's the part. And I want, I want us to receive that. Your, your suffering. Look, look, li listen. You're going to be clapping for other folk. You, don't, you may not have been going anything. But if anybody went through this for 12 years, and all of a sudden they don't have this. See, if I could go all the way back to Leviticus and show you all back there where they said what had to happen to a person if they had an issue. I think with Leviticus chapter 15. But in the same time, they got at the top, it happened also to the man. Matter of fact, I think I will do that since the Lord brought that back to me. All right, but we're going to use for a subject, your suffering is over. Now, I want you to be just to say to somebody or look at somebody just whether your suffering is over. Just do that. <laughs> because what I want you to do, I want you to take this tape today, uh, CVD, CV, DVD, I'm sorry, or whatever you want to do, all your podcasts, uh, it probably be off tomorrow morning, so you just got the rest of the night, because we, we're trying to keep up with Mondays uh, and keeping this on, for, on your podcast. I'll give you a little more time, okay? 
but anyway, you want to watch this because once you get the word, you don't have it all. You just heard the word one time. So I'm giving you something to eat this week. So when you're going through something in your body, you need something to eat for that. That's what I'm giving it to you. That way, every time you eat, you ought to feel better. I'm not going to tell you to do something that I don't do. See, God gave me this, this message. Let's go to Isaiah uh, 53, verse 1 through 5. God gave me this message on the 8th of August, 5.30 in the morning. I was writing in my bathroom. That's where I'm at. Uh, to 6.30, one hour. And that's when I put this down. And I didn't know that's what God wanted me to do today, but he, he said it to me. Let me say it again. He said that to me, like I gave my testimony this morning, where I was, I came in here last week, and, you know, uh, I had something going on in my body, and I'm not saying that it has not totally, totally uh, become what I want it to be, but at the same time, uh, it's better. And that's what you got to understand. It is what? Better. It's better. And that's what you got to understand when you're getting better. All right. Uh, but that's why the word comes. See, I believe that's why I need to minister this today because I need to keep hearing it. Because it's not, see, one thing to be healed, another thing to be stronger. Let me say it again. It's one thing to be healed, another thing to become Stronger. It's just like a person that's got healed with, uh, in their foot, a leg, a, a, a body part. He healed your body part, but your body got to get stronger. All right, that's what you got to understand. All right, so we know that through Sarah. All right, let me show you that, matter of fact, before I go to Isaiah. Let's go to Hebrew 11 and 11. So you have to understand how, how the Word of God works. And you got to understand healing. Don't ever think you have not received the healing. You have the healing, your body just got to get stronger so you can be able to birth, birth, birth your own miracle. Oh, Lord, I hope I just say something that somebody can catch on to this. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 11, it used the word through faith. Now, through faith means that Sarah had to be taught. See, by faith, God told Abraham, spoke to Abraham, that's by faith. But through faith, Sarah had to be taught by Abraham. See, that's why your salvation is through faith. You got to be taught the word. All right. Now, but here through faith in verse 11, Sarah herself, the word herself is her soul. Her soul received strength to conceive. And that's what so many people, that's why I keep saying, once you hear the word today, you heard the word. You got to keep on because I got another teaching in that same teaching. By you hearing the word, you got to go to the next part so you can believe it. So you got to keep moving on. If you read Matthew chapter 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8, you'll get that word. They don't, not only heard the word, they had to believe the word, and then they had to come to a place to trust the word. So you got to understand that. that that's a process that, that we are doing in this house. And you got you to kind of keep up. Not just heard. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that fine, but keep hearing it until you can believe that. And then after that, you can act on it. You got to come to a place so you can act on the word. Somebody say amen. You can walk on the word. That's what happened with Peter. All the other guys were laughing, but Peter got to a place where he can walk on the water. He got to a place where he can walk on the word. So you got, you got to come on up so you can get out the boat and get to walking. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, now let's look at Hebrew chapter 11, verse 11. It says, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive. See, to conceive what? The word. Remember, she had to birth her own miracle. God said this time next year that you would bring forth a child. Well, she had to be strengthened. Come on, now, if you were 90 years old, you wouldn't just get out there and have no baby. Come on. You got to be strengthened to carry that baby. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It, I mean, you see them girls be bagged off. They, that baby, the more that baby grow, the further they go back. They was all right out here. When that baby started getting, they, getting, they got to put, stick that baby out there and carry that baby. Come on, now y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You got to be strengthened to carry a baby nine months. I thank God he didn't give us no much at a sign. The men ought to say amen. Man, you see a woman carrying on baby for you, you don't know, then you're going to say, I won't know, do you love me? 
Man, I gave you two or three, four babies. You won't know, do I love you? You carry that baby nine months. Let me ask you, you love me. All right. See, that's one thing that, that I always said to my wife. Without her, I would not be a father. See, she not only made me a husband, she made me a father. See, I can, I can say that I have Earl and Earl Jr. See, I got, we call him Trey because he Earl III. So I'm grateful, but my wife made me that. So by carrying my, ch by carrying my children, see, my wife has borne me four children, really five, we lost our last child. So I don't have to worry about do you love me? Okay. All right. Let's move on. Now, let's go on because I want to go to Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. So if you're looking for perfection, you need to look in the Lord Jesus. That's why all of us need a Savior. Somebody say amen. All right, let's go to Isaiah uh, chapter 53. In Isaiah chapter 53, and I want to show you what the Lord already did. We're going to look at the first four verses. because I'm doing this because we take healing and we try to do it uh, in the old covenant we try to use the faith of Abraham I gave that this morning in, in Romans 4 16 it's called the faith of Abraham then I gave you Galatians 2 16 the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ so you got to understand your faith that that God gave you was a free gift it, it wasn't it wasn't anything that you earn or, or worthy of enough it's free you're on the grace but what we do, we go way back here to Romans and we try to make that our faith. You look at it again, it's the faith of Abraham. And you go back to Abraham, how did Abraham get his faith? Abraham had to show God, prove to God by God said, to see does he believe? He had to go up to the Mount Moriah and that's where he had to find out did he believe God. God said, now I know you believe God. That's the faith of Abraham. And that's what people are trying to use with God. The faith you have is the faith of the Son of God. All right. It's just like everybody talks about Adam. I mean, everybody talks about Abraham, but nobody talks about Isaac. Isaac had to have faith too. See, that's the type of Jesus Christ. He had to have faith too to lay on that wood and let his daddy kill him because his daddy believed that if I kill you, God going to raise you from the dead. That was his daddy's faith. But his son had to lay there and, just, and believe God too. Come on, you got to see this thing, man. Somebody got a knife told you to lay there, God going to raise from the dead if I kill you. Somebody say amen. All right, now Isaiah chapter 53, let's start reading because I want to do four verses. It says, who has believed? That's what Isaiah, remember Isaiah is a picture of the entire Bible. That's why I have 66 books. Who has believed our report? Remember, Isaiah is telling you what the Lord is going to do before it happens. Jesus came to fulfill what Isaiah says. So you got to understand something. When Jesus came and fulfilled, you don't have to repeat. Let me say it again. What Jesus fulfilled, you don't have to duplicate. Because I'm going to show you in the Word of God that what Jesus did is eternal. Everything he did is eternal. Write that down. I'm going to give you that before I give you anything else. Because I'm going to go through those fast. I'm going to write these down. Number one, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. His, his eternal power in Godhead. Everything he does, his power is eternal. His Godhead is eternal. All right? Then number two. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18 eternal weight of glory. See, God has given you an eternal weight of glory. That's eternal. That's not going to change. Next, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. We have an eternal body made for us. That's not going to change. See, if you read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, if this earthly house, this tabernacle dissolved, you have another building, another body. Eternal in the heaven. 
You have an eternal body. See, he's not going to go out to the grave like people telling you, you're not going to the grave and get this one up. Now, old covenant, that happened, not a new covenant. All right. And 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10, 2 Timothy, I'm sorry. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. Eternal glory. So you have to understand the glory, that's, the glory of God that's in your life now, which is, who is the Holy Spirit, is just a down payment. So when you read Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, the Holy Ghost in your life now is just a down payment. It's not all you're going to get. He gave you enough to know he's God. He gave you too much, you couldn't even get up out of that chair. Because glory is weight. It's called the eternal weight of glory. All right? So in, 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 in uh, eternal, that's 2 Timothy 2.10. Then in 1 Timothy 1.17, Christ, our eternal king. See, Christ is not going to be king. Christ is already king. He is both Lord and Christ. You look at the word Lord, you'll know he's king. He's the king of glory. All right. Next, Hebrew 5, 9. I'm give you three in Hebrew. Hebrew 5, 9, eternal salvation. Your salvation is eternal. That's why the Bible said there are three things that would never, you're always going to have in, in Corinthians. First Corinthians told us that, and that is faith, hope, and love. You'll have, your salvation is eternal. So that's why you got to believe God. You don't believe God now, you don't, you don't have eternal salvation. That's why you got to make sure you believe now. Uh, it's going to cost you everything. Salvation is eternal. That's why I'm going to show you a verse uh, that we showed you this morning with Joseph. Psalm 105, we'll go back to just to the last verse because God tested his character. And you're supposed to have a word for me from the Lord. The definition of the word character, remember that? Yeah, I know you got it. Don't go, don't go, don't go Googling now. Don't go Googly, Googly, Googly now, huh? All right. From the country, we had a stoke name sound like that, you know. So in Hebrew 5, 9, your salvation is eternal. Eternal salvation. Okay, you can look these up. I'm giving them to you. Hebrew 9 and 12, you have eternal redemption. See, all of, this is not going to happen anymore. Everything Jesus did, it was eternal. Also, your healing was eternal. Your salvation was eternal. And your salvation took place in your soul and your body. All right, Hebrew 9 and 12, eternal redemption. And the last, Hebrew 9, 15, your inheritance is eternal. It's called it eternal inheritance. So you get a chance on that tape, just take some time and, and look at these scriptures so you'll be able to see that, all right? All right, now let's go to the, to the next thing. We're going to go to Isaiah 53. We're going to read on through now, and then we're going to go to Matthew, okay? Uh, Isaiah 53, who has believed... Our report. Now remember, Isaiah is giving you the new covenant in the old. 66 books. That's how many books in the Bible. Who has believed our report? Isaiah says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The one who believed the report, of course. All right, because Christ is the arm of the Lord. Now he says, for he shall grow up before him. All right, talking about Christ, but I want to go to verse number, well, I'm going to read that. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. He's talking on the cross here, all right? He beaten that bad on the cross that there was no beauty that we should desire him. And verse number three, this is very important. He was despised. He was rejected. He was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief, and they hid as it were their faces from him. He was despised. Excuse me, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely, he's talking about what he did for us. He has borne our griefs. So you got to understand this. Being in Christ, when the Bible says you are healed, 
you've been made whole, you got to understand that happened at the cross. You got to understand the faith that God gave you, Romans 12 and 3, he dealt to every man the measure of faith, Ephesians 4, 7, he also gave you faith, that verse talked about the gift of faith. He gave you the gift, he gave you a faith gift and a gift also of love. Those, what he gave, he gave you faith, hope, and love. Those things are for eternity. All right. And verse number four says, surely he has born, that word born means carried. He carried our grief in his own body now. He carried our sorrow in his own body. So you got to understand something. When the Bible said in 1 Peter 2, 24, we get that he took our sickness. All the sicknesses that man had, he took it into his own body. This is why the Bible said he healed them all. Well, where did his sickness go? How do I know that? God gave us that in uh, Moses. How do we know that? You remember the story of Moses? What, what did God tell Moses to do? He told him to do these two miracles, right? He, he told Moses, a rod, pick it up. The rod was turned over, catch it by the tail. It was a serpent. Now, why was that there? Because if you go back and show you healing in the Bible, they always use a serpent. If you go to a hospital, they got a serpent in the middle of the floor when you walk in the front door. Because it symbolizes healing. But this is what God did with Israel. Everyone who will look to the serpent in the book of Numbers was healed. Because they had been bitten by a serpent. That's why the Bible talks about sin. Sin is a bite of the serpent. But the way that God healed them is when they looked at the serpent, they were healed. Well, the new covenant, that's why in, in John chapter number three, and you start reading verse 14, 15, and 16, they were lacking that in the wilderness. They would do that. You read that for you. I, I just read it. I'll be right back. I'll do it quickly for you. Uh, John chapter three and verse number 14, I think the verse I want to start. See, we always start down John 3, 16, but we, we need to back up when we read that because it told you what happened, the total thing. John chapter 3, uh, John chapter 3 and verse 11. Well, I'm going to start at 14. 14 says, as Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness. So that's, that's what you need to go, Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. You read that in Numbers. He says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. See, that was a type in the shadow. So must the Son of Man be lifted up. So that's the whole thing. But see, the key was the serpent represents sin on the pole, okay, like on the cross. All right, that's why that's so important. So he put the serpent, a brazen serpent in that, and that brazen serpent, the word brass means judgment. So that means that the serpent was judged and not the people. He judged sin. Now that's Romans chapter number eight. When you read, there's therefore now no condemnation in them that in Christ Jesus who walk not the flesh without the spirit. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made us free from the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made us free from what? The law of sin and death, right? Where, where was that law of sin and death? That was in us. So that's why Jesus took our sin and our death. That's why it's not in us. My point is, they took the pole, they threw it on the ground and with Moses, and Moses' pole, which represents the word of God, remember he told you who that was, was Christ. Remember, that was a type of Christ on the cross. Ate up them serpents. See, when you see that, you got to understand, he swallowed up both of those serpents. They stood for sin and death. So that was Romans chapter 3. Uh, that's why he says sin and death. That's what happened. He ate them two serpents. So that's what happened when Christ came. He took our sin and our death in his own body. He ate that. He, 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 that's what happened. God laid on him. The iniquity was all. So you got to understand what happened to the sin, what happened to the sickness. He took it all in his own body and he took it to the cross and he nailed it there. See, Israel knew what he was doing once they went back and studied it because that's how they did when, they, when you had a final payment on something, uh, on a house. They would go outside the house and they would put on their final payment and nail it to the tree. They knew their house was paid for. It owed, you had no more debt. 
Somebody say amen. And that's what you got to understand. That's what he did on the cross. He nailed our sin and death to the cross. We have no more debt. So here in John chapter 3, uh, verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God said, God so loved the world. Then it would go into that, God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The word saved has more than one meaning. Somebody give me a definition because I'm getting ready to ask you that. All right. He that believeth on him is not condemned. So you are saved from condemnation. That's one of them. But he that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is condemnation. That light is coming through the world. Men love darkness rather than light. That's how God going to know who you are. You love darkness rather than light. That's what happened with them. And why he said that happened? Because their deeds were evil. See, when people are not living right, they don't want the Lord. They don't want the church. Leave me alone. Everyone that doeth evil hate the light. Neither come to the light, lest his deeds should be approved. But he that doeth truth come to the light, that his deed may be made manifest that they are wrought of God. So you don't have nothing to hide when you, when you really want to live the Lord. All right, so Isaiah chapter 53, let me finish this because I want to give you that one verse in Psalm 105 next, and then I want to give you, let me give you a Matthew after this. All right, verse 3, Isaiah 53 and verse number 3. He was despised, rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, and we hear his if or our faith. That's when people don't want the Lord. Surely he has borne our grief. Remember, he carried them. He carried our sorrow. Yes, we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. They, Jesus did that for them, and they still didn't want him. They wanted the world. And, and verse number five says, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his strife, watch this, we are healed, or he healed us. So we got to understand, that's why that is so important. Now let's go to Isaiah, let's, let's show Isaiah been fulfilled now. Let's go to Matthew 8. See, Matthew 8 is letting you know the reason why Jesus Christ healed all these people. All these people was coming to him. Remember, he had to go to every tribe. Jesus had to go to every tribe, all his brothers. And when he went from one town to the other, which was, See, Israel would have broken up into 12 tribes or 12 cities. And so what he would do is he'd go to different cities. And they did not receive him. Then that's why they would be judged during the tribulation. All right. So here in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14, it says, and we, we'll go to John 20 and Gospel of John chapter 20 and verse 30 and 31, right after this. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife, mother, lay uh, sick of a fever. And he touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she arose and ministered to him. When the eve was come, they brought, watch this, they brought to him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that was sick. Now, you got to understand something. What God did was eternal. Let me say it again. What God did was eternal. See, we, we, you got to understand, God is not healing you today. Just like God is not saving you today. When Christ died on the cross, Christ died for all men. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 14. When Christ died on the cross, he died on the cross for all men. He's not coming back down again. Well, when Jesus Christ went around taking all the sickness and diseases, that's what 1 Peter 2.24 says, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. Then the chest ties of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, he healed us. 
So everything Jesus went through was to take sickness and diseases from his people. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. Uh, why, if you want to find that, it says, I will take sickness from the midst of thee. But that was based on them obeying the word. So when Jesus came and obeyed the word, he had to take the sickness from the midst of the people. He said, I would take sickness from the midst of you, and I would not lay upon you any of these diseases, watch this, of Egypt. Because that's the people who had the diseases was to call the world. You're supposed to know God's people from the world people because the church is healed. Hallelujah. Well, we go that and hold that for me. That it might be fulfilled. This is where we are. He healed all their sickness. Now, in verse 17 in Matthew, it says, that it might be fulfilled. Now, I'm going to do that it might be fulfilled on the screen in the NLT version. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bear our sickness. He's not going to do it again. It's past tense. See, he's already took your sickness. He's already bear all your sicknesses, just like he bear our sins. Just like you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we read 1 through 4. He already took our sins, bear our sins in his own body. Well, he didn't just bear your sins in his own body. He bear your sickness also, same time. Well, people would believe he bear their sins in his own body, 1 Corinthians 15, but they don't believe he bear, carry their sicknesses. Same man, same body because you're not going to do it again. I'm trying to show you what faith you got to be operating in. The faith that God gave you was the faith you can believe that is already finished. See, grace is a finished work. You're not trying to get nothing. On the grace, God already did it, already gave it to you, gave you the faith to receive it. All you got to do is believe God but you're not trying to get God to do nothing. He's not trying to get him to do nothing. He's already did it. That's why he came here already. He did it all. He did it all when he came here. He, I said he did it all when he came here. He's not coming back here no more. Not no flesh or body. All right. So, so the Bible said that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took past tense our infirmities, and he already carried all our diseases. Now, I'm going to do that on the screen in the NLT Bible. Uh, that it might be, am I there yet? That it might be fulfilled. Let's go to that in the NLT Bible. Same verse. Same verse. So it's already been done. Here it is. This fulfilled the word of the Lord. If the word of the Lord was fulfilled, what's the definition of the word fulfilled? It's been finished. Complete, accomplished, brought to pass. See, all this already happened. If God already did it, why would you ask him to do it again? It's time for you to receive. And that's why I'm reading you, um, excuse me, Acts 26, 18. That's why I keep reading that. That they may receive forgiveness. He's not going to do something else. He's not going to die no more. And then it said, receive your inheritance. Well, healing is the children's bread. It's a part of your inheritance. It's not right for you to be sick. It's not God's will. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. This fulfilled the word of the Lord. This fulfilled, E.D., the word of the Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, that Isaiah spoke, Isaiah 53. Who said, past tense, here it is. He took our sicknesses. Come on, say it out loud. He took my sicknesses and my diseases. Right. He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. What was Jesus doing? He was fulfilling the word. Now let's go show you one more time, wife. Exodus. What? Exodus chapter 23. Uh, 23 or 26. Extra chapter 23. So you have to understand what he was doing. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. Now watch what it says. Now that's why Jesus came 
and obeyed the word for them. Let me say it again. Jesus came and obeyed the word of God for Israel. That's how they were able to get the blessings. See, all the blessings of the old covenant was based on obedience, keeping God's commandment, covenant. Well, once Jesus came and kept the covenant for them, now they can get what God had. He did everything for them. And of course, we got in that covenant through the blood of, blood of Christ. All right, here it is. We're in Exodus chapter number uh, 23, verse 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God, watch this, and he shall bless your bread, you want to check that word bread, and your water. He's going to bless your bread and your water. Well, we know Christ is the, bread, is the bread and the water. I said Christ is the bread. Listen, you got to look at it like this here. Jesus Christ. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Bread. bread. Christ. Christ. Water. He's going to bless your bread and your water. That's why he's called Jesus Christ. All right. Now, watch the last part he said he's going to do. And I will, remember, I will is future tense. That's why Isaiah quoted this. This is where he got it from. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Well, when Jesus died on the cross, where did he die? Let me say it again. He will take sickness from the midst, from the midst of you, from out of the middle of you. When Jesus died, he died in the middle of all Israel. So that's why he did. He took sickness out of their midst. That's why he went about, let me show it to you. Let's go to, let's go to uh, the book of Acts chapter number 10. He took sickness. Now you need to put something right by there. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. We're going to start with 37 though. See, he took sickness out of the midst of them. That's why you got to be able to, to be a good student. Now, let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 10. So you have to understand, Jesus went everywhere teaching the Bible. So he went everywhere. Well, praise the Lord. Acts, chapter 10. And we're going to start reading verse 30. We're just going to do 37. I'm not going to be able to do the other. i got too much stuff to do. Acts 10, 38. We just do one verse. Here it is. How, this is what Peter preached. How God anointed Jesus. Now he's going to tell you what he did. He anointed Jesus just for this purpose. He anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. What? I said we're going to go to John 20, 30 and 31. we go there next. How God anointed Jesus not with the Holy Ghost and with power, watch this, and he went about doing good, healing, healing all, healing all that were sick, healing all that was oppressed of the devil. So what is sickness and disease? It's an oppression of the devil. So you have to understand that. You, you have to take authority. That's why I showed you Ephesians chapter 1. He set you in a heavenly place in Christ. That's your authority. But you have to know you in Christ. You got to make sure you have the Holy Spirit. Because you don't, you don't want to say boo devil and devil ain't booing. That's what happened with a man who did not have the Holy Spirit. He went to cast out the devil. Then the devil came out the man and came on him and ran him out of town. And that is in the Bible. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That's what it means. God was in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You want to put that same scripture by that. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I think it's 5, 19. Well, I usually start at 17, but I'm just going to do 19 for now. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. There's one verse. So you have to understand, God was in Christ. The Father was in the Son. To wit, in verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ. Watch this. Reconciling the world, that word reconciling means restoring the world to himself. 
not imputing their trespasses, meaning that he, was, he did, got, got, did, did, did away with their trespasses. So he, didn't, he, he did not accuse them of nothing. He dealt with it. He, got, he, he, dealt, he, he cleansed them. Look at 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24. So you have to understand, this has already been done. This is in the past tense. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. See, this is what you got to have. This is why I'm doing this. I'm giving this church and the people who watch this television broadcast, I'm giving you something so you can have to eat this week. So when you're going through something in your body, you need some manna from heaven. You need some hot bread, and that's what I'm giving you now. And you'll be able to get in that word and eat that word and let that word play over and over. And, and you listen, the more you eat, the more you'll be trusting and believing. All right, now here we go. First Peter 2.28, who is on self? Now, I'm sorry, First Peter 2.24, who is on self? Now, the word self means his own soul. So I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. Who his own soul, his own self, bear our sins. We go to Isaiah 53, 10 and 11 after this. His own soul, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. His own soul. What did God do with our sin? Put him in his soul. What did God do with our sicknesses? Put it in his own body. See, you got to understand, when Jesus went to the cross, he bare our sins, our sickness, our death, everything. He made it to the cross. It took the spirit of the living God, the Father in him, to make it to that cross. He fell under the weight of that cross. But he got there. Because he said, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. And that's why he's still joining them. Because of what he did for you. Give him a big hand. Thank you, Lord. Who is on self, that word bear means carried. Carried our sins in his own body on the tree. That we've been dead to sins. So now we are dead to sin. Now we can live on the righteousness by whose stripe you were past ten healed. All right. Well, I see I'm going next. John chapter 20. I heard you. 30 and 31. Then you got something else for me. Let me know. Last verse, John chapter 30. I'm sorry, John chapter 20, verse 30. There's no 30 verses. John chapter 20 and verse number 30. Many signs. So you know, I'm showing you, he's showing you why he did all of this. He wasn't to impress nobody. That's why when he healed people, he said, don't go tell nobody. If he did one, if he did one, he did a million. That's the, that's the way you look at it. If he did one, he did a thousand. If he healed one man, he did a thousand. Of that same thing. But he couldn't write them all in the book. That's why he says, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Don't have enough book to write it. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. That's how they were saved. They had to believe Jesus is the Christ. You had to believe Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, your salvation. They had to believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, or believing his death, burial, and resurrection for us, now that's how you have life. But not through his name, but through his word. Look at Ephesians. I know I just said I'm going somewhere else. Hold on to that for me. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6. So you get everything God has through the word. That's why the that's why people, people go on to wherever they want to go to and they, they blame the preacher because they ain't getting the word. Well, you know you ain't getting the word. No need to blame the preacher. I've been going that church all day. You, you are, it's just like you were going to school. You'll blame, you blame the teacher. If you want a college degree, you don't go to high school. You have high school teacher, you got college teacher, then you have professors. So it all depends on what you want out of life. You come here, you got a professor. Yeah. It's all depends. You want a high school, if you want a high school Bible education, then go to a place you can get your high school Bible education. But if you come in here, you're going, you want to be a professor. 
You want to be a professor, you're going to have to sit down on a professor. You're going to be just like your teacher. That's what the Bible said. When a man is fully trained, he shall be just like his teacher. All right. Now, I see I'm going to take you somewhere. Ephesians 3 and 6. Thank you. Remember, I gave you Titus 2.15. You got to, everything now got to be spoken with authority. All right. All right, here we go. Ephesians chapter number 3 and verse number 6. I'm just going to do one verse. Because Paul ministered said that the Gentiles shall be fellow heirs. So you're not an heir, you're a fellow heir. You are a partaker of the inheritance. They were the heir. See, Jesus was the heir, and they were, they, it was their inheritance. See, I can show you that in, I think, Romans 15, 27. Just put that in your notes. That's why we'll, get, we'll show you that. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body. That's the body of Christ. See, none of this was ours. And then partakers of the Holy Ghost in Christ. How do we get it? By the God. Some of y'all still won't sell. I'm trying to help you. See, you got some folk out there trying to get you to do it another way. They cover you, put a circle around you, and they just keep saying thank you, Jesus, until you fall out. And, and, and you got something. I can tell you what you got. Because here we cast out devils. <laughs> Let's move on. So you can't, you, you, that's not how you get the spirit, but that's how people teach how you get the spirit. All right, now, anything else I got out there? Romans 15, what else? I'm done with Isaiah, what else? Romans 15, 27. I, 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 let me say it, I, we got to get that boldness, got to get that, uh, speak with authority. I put Levina, well, look, no, Levina here, okay. I put Levina on y'all in here. Romans 15, 27. Levina? She know it. Levina will stand up on you in a minute. Romans 15, 27. Watch this here. Thank you, Lord, for, for reminding me here. We give you praise. This is why they took care of the saints. In verse 27 says, this is why the Gentiles, see, the Gentiles took care of the saints because the saints had a, a famine. So the Gent, Paul took her money from the Gentile churches to go help the, the Jewish church. And here in verse 27 says, it, pleased, it has pleased them verily, debtors they are, for if the Gentiles has been, watch this, partaker of these special things. So all the stuff you got, you got, you a partaker because all of this was Israel. A partaker of their spiritual things. That's why you have Ephesians 1.13, right? You help me out and I come back and ask you a question. All right, spiritual thing. Now, write in your Bible, Ephesians 1 and 3. All right, we are partakers of what? Of their spiritual things. Their duty also is to minister them kind of thing. That's why they gave, took our money to give the Jews because they, they got the, we got our salvation through the Jewish people. All right, now watch this. Now, go back to Ephesians 1 and 3. Now, that verse goes with Romans 15, 27. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be God. Now you need to write Romans. Uh, Romans down there. 15, 27, right? Put that down there. That goes with that verse. It said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, this, this was to the Jewish believer. God didn't start talking to us until verse 13, that same chapter. So blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, talking about Israel, with all spiritual blessing. But then Romans 15, 27 just told us uh, what happened. That we are made partaker. Can you see what I mean? That's how you have to know. They were blessed with all spiritual blessings in heaven and place in Christ. But we got our through the gospel. All right, that's how you have to know. Oh, I, I'm going to have time to have time to do uh, one. I gave you this morning um, uh, Mark 5, 24 through 34. I'm only going to be able to give you one because our time is almost gone. And I hope you have been learning 
appreciating the word of God. I, I, I never like to say I'm going to be able to come back because I don't know. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8. Every time I say I'm going, coming back, I got a, something I haven't gotten done yet. Because this is his word. So I'm just going to do this and we're done. Matthew chapter 8, verse uh, 1. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. I, I just did that. I'm, I'm in Roman. That's why I can't find it. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. I want you to get this one. I'm going to give it to you uh, quickly, but you're going to have to... Uh, And we're going to go down to verse number five. Now, Jesus already healed a man of leprosy. I'm not going to be able to cover that. Go to verse number five. When Jesus was entering to Capernaum, now that's his hometown, Capernaum now, uh, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home. Remember, this is, you got to really get this. Bump somebody say, get this. Come on, tell him again, get this. All right. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home. Now, this, this was a Roman soldier. An officer of the, of, the, of the Roman soldier, he said to Jesus, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Somebody say grievously? Grievous. Tormented. Now I gave you Acts 10, 38. Tormented means he was sick, right? He was a paralytic. He was sick in pain. When you read it out of another Bible. Watch what Jesus says. So when people want to know what God would do, watch this. He'll tell you. And Jesus said to him, he asked Jesus, come into my roof. Come and heal my servant. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But then he realized his house was not in order. But he, but he didn't think the Lord was coming. But the Lord said, I, I will come and heal him. The centurion asked and said, Lord, look, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But then watch what he's going to say. Speak the word only. Come on, say it. Speak the word only. I'm going to come to your camera, son. You need a marker in your Bible. Speak the, the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Watch this. I'm a man on authority. Remember last week we talked about authority? I'm a man on authority. Remember I told you, you are as powerful as the authority you're under. The disciples shall be as his teacher. I'm a man on authority having soldiers under me. Then he's going to tell, them, tell him how we operate. And Jesus is going to be, that's how faith operates. Somebody said, that's how faith operates. Yeah. I'm a man on the thought that having soldiers under me, I say to this man, come on, say, I say, I say to this man, this go. go. And he goeth. And he go. Now, you, you're not going to be talking to men, you're going to be talking to spirits. Hello. When you want the spirit to go, you tell him, go. And he go, and then I say to another, come, because you got some things that work for you, like peace and joy, and come, see? And he coming, and to my servant, do this and do that. Otherwise, he's telling you how faith works. Watch what Jesus says. When Jesus heard it, come on, say, this is how faith works. You see something you need to write there in your Bible. This is how faith works. So if you expect the Lord to do something, he's already done it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed him, his disciples, he said to them, I have not found so great a faith. Now he's looking around at Peter, James, and John. I guarantee you they were looking all down the ground. I have not found so great a faith. No, not in Israel. I mean, I got 12 disciples right here and I haven't heard that. Just speak the word only. Somebody said, just speak the word only. And watch what he said. And my servant shall be healed. The man told him, if you'll speak the word, my servant will be healed. See, that's when you got faith. That's where we're going with that teaching I'm doing in Ephesians 1, 13. We're going from hearing, believing, to trusting. You got to come to a place where you trust God. I say, we're going to get there. We're going to come to a place so you can trust God. When you trust somebody, you don't question their integrity. See, when you trust somebody, you don't be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Somebody asked you about somebody, I don't know. We from the South, it was, I don't, you know, all of them come together, I don't know. <laughs> no. Speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. 
I'm a man on authority. He's telling you how to operate. And then in verse number uh, 10, it says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say to you that many of you shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then he's going to say, the, king, the children of the kingdom shall be cast out. And they did. They lost their kingdom. But so you've got to come to a place that know how the word operates. You've got to be bold. I told you that in Titus 2.15 last week. You've got to speak with authority. You can't be, mess- you can't be praying for nobody and you around here. You've got to go grow up first. You've got to speak with authority. You're handling the word. The word is a sword of the spirit and it's for people who are spiritually mature. That's why you got to keep coming till you get strong enough to raise up the sword. And I'm not talking about physical, I'm talking about with your strength. This woman had to have strength, Hebrew 11 and 11, to conceive seed. You're going to handle this word, you got to be strong in the Lord and in the power. Come on, get up on your feet. You got to get your strength up. Hebrew chapter, I'm sorry, Matthew 8, 13. Matthew 8, 13, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. As thou hast believed, be it done unto you. So the servant was healed in the self-same hour. But he was healed because of the centurion's faith. See, it's an awesome thing. I'm your pastor. I'm going to pray for you. That's, this is what I do. When I tell you to be a part of this ministry, I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray for you. I got some people right now, I pray for them just all through, the, whenever the Lord brings them up, bring it up to them, I pray for them. I'm not going to stop until I see them totally healed. Somebody say amen. amen. So you got to keep on, you got to keep on coming, keep on getting the word. Don't give up on God. Psalm 105 and verse, one verse, what was it? The last verse of it? Was that the last verse? Now, when I get there. Psalm 105, verse 19. Let's go there. Yeah, that's it. He, he was sold in Egypt. This man was sold in Egypt. I'm going to read down to verse 22. Uh, yeah, not, that's all I need, verse 19. No, 19 is what I want. Just one verse. Joseph was put in prison. Watch this. He was put in prison until the time that his word came. Now, what happened to you this morning? Come on, say it loud. You came here this morning, but what came? Your word came. Now, you need to get the word today. Some of y'all need to go get it on Facebook, podcast, or however. But you got your word. Your word came today. Look at somebody say, your word came today. Say, your mail came. He said, that's all I am, a mailman. My job is to give your mail. But the word, the, your word came today. So because your word came today, this gotta be, ought to be something you ought to keep listening to. Every now and then, you got to pull this one out. See, I, I need something in my body. See, you got something going in your body. You got some folk who hear this word and they go through things in their body. You need to, look, Drop a couple of these CDs on them. I'm not trying to sell you nothing. We give them away. I just want you to understand, you get some tapes, get some for somebody else. They get a birthday coming around, you, you may not want to give them that. You want to give them a word, give them the word. You going out of town, you ought to take a few tapes with you. Found somebody that has some problems like my sister that come back from Spain and Italy and France and all that kind of stuff. Give them that word. Hey, daughter. Somebody say amen. amen. See, that's what you got to do. Give them the word. Because what happened when they word came? Your suffering is over. Come on, once that word come. Come on, I'm going to stop right there. Once your word come, what happened? Your suffering is over. Look at somebody and tell them that your suffering is over. Listen, they had Jesus himself. You got the word. I'm talking about not just any word. 
the word or the truth of the gospel. I'm talking about the gospel of Christ. Paul shall not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, Romans 1, 16. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. We talking about power, man. So when you need help in your body, you need the word. I want you to pray with me. Say, Father, I believe Christ died for my sins and he was buried in my grave three days and three nights and he rose again from the dead. That's what God wants you to believe. He wants you to believe in Christ. Died for your sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. That's your salvation. Hold on to that. God will reward you mighty. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.